Welcome to Happiness Habitat. I'm your host, Jacqueline Burnett. On this podcast, I'm going to help you optimize your opportunity zone and enhance your happiness habitat. On today's episode, I'm joined by Casey Adams. He's a best-selling author, public speaker, and entrepreneur, all at the age of 19. Casey has been able to turn his negative situation into a positive outcome. After almost becoming paralyzed during a football injury, Casey was able to start his journey by looking at ways to leverage social media and build a personal brand. Casey runs a top 50 business podcast known as the Rise of the Young Podcast and has interviewed some of the world's most successful entrepreneurs such as Larry King, Mae Musk, Robert Greene, Jordan Belfort, and so many more. Casey has spoken on stage all over the world on the power of building a personal brand on social media and has been recognized by some of the largest business publications in the world. I welcome you to this episode where we dive into Casey's journey, how he's been able to leverage himself to connect with the world's largest entrepreneurs and entertainers and best practices you can apply in your life to grow in communication with yourself and others. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to Happiness Habitat. I'm joined by someone super special, one of my best friends. He's not only an international speaker, but also the host of the Rise of the Young podcast, where he's interviewed Larry King, Jason Kennedy, May Musk, and so many more well-known individuals. And now I have the privilege to talk with him on here. Casey, thanks for joining me. Absolutely, Jacqueline. Thank you so much for having me today. So for people that don't know who you are, can you talk about your journey a little bit and how you've amounted the success of where you are now? Yeah, so first things first, thank you so much for having me today. Like you said, you're literally one of my best friends ever, and it's my <laughs> honor to be on the first couple of podcasts that you're doing. But long story short, um, four years ago, I was almost paralyzed playing football. I was in a neck brace for almost six months. And it was during this period of my life that I had to create a new identity. And through that, I dove into social media marketing and building a personal brand. And I, I fell in love with not only networking, but surrounding myself with quality people. And it was during the next four years when I started hosting events and going to events where I fell in love with interviewing people through my podcast. In the last two years specifically, I've had a podcast, like you said, Rise of the Young. I've interviewed over 170 people, anyone from Larry King to Tillman Fertitta to uh, May Musk, the list goes on and on. But just from doing that, it's allowed me to build a very powerful personal brand that not only has opened up doors to opportunities to work with companies like Modi Chat or to build my own social media marketing agency, but it's, it's been a very uh, interesting ride that I'm grateful for. I've met a lot of great people along the way, and uh, we're just getting started. I love it. And what was that like when you were paralyzed and, you know, you might be thinking to yourself, okay, what do I do next? Like, what was that like? And what were the characteristics that you've carried to actually take that next step? Yeah, so I, I wasn't paralyzed. I was almost paralyzed. I was almost paralyzed. But- yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting because when I was when I was 15 years old, I like my passion growing up was playing sports, right? I played hockey for 10 years and I played lacrosse and I was playing football and it was the first day of hitting practice where you know, you put your you put your pads on for the first time, you're playing you're doing these drills and I went up against my opponent, ended up slamming my head on the ground and the doctor said that I 
my helmet guillotined my spine. And what that means is just the helmet broke through my outer spinous ligament into my deep into my spinal cord. And long story short, I woke up the next morning, couldn't even move my head, go to the doctor. And I, here's the thing though, it wasn't one of those injuries that I was rushed to the hospital. It was like a delayed, um, delayed L, I would like to call it, right? And I go to the doctor, I walk in there like, hey, I'll be okay. Within two weeks, I'll be back on the field. And I think that there's a point to this though. And that is you not only have to expect the unexpected, but you have to be adaptable for the situations that occur in your life. Because I walk in the doctor expecting everything's gonna be good in two weeks, but then I'm walking out saying, hey, you, could, you were almost paralyzed. You can never play football again. And you have to be in a neck brace for the next six months of your life. And that's not what I wanted to hear, right? Oh. Being 15, super excited about football the next couple of years. And it was in that moment where I became depressed, I was pissed off, I was angry, I was, you know, just, I was asking the world, why me? Why did this happen to me? And, and I got lost for a good month, two, three months in just a depression. But it was during that period of time where I started using my time in a different way, right? I was spending more time on social media and on YouTube where I started following people like Gary Vaynerchuk and Ty Lopez and all of these different people that became mentors in my life. But it was finding that new identity and attaching myself to it and finding something that I truly loved or that felt right in the moment because I had no idea it was going to lead me to where I am today at all. I just, I watched a video. I, I fell in love with the, the thinking of health, wealth, love, and happiness and the good life and what that meant and entrepreneurship as a whole. But it definitely spiraled into something that I would have never imagined. But it's, it's been a journey. And like I said, it's just getting started. But I, I decided to answer the question to change my habits and do things that were not a part of my routine in the past like buying this program called the 67 steps or starting to build a personal brand starting to read more books and it was through all these activities and daily habits that changed one day at a time you know one degree better every single day one percent better that slowly but surely changed my entire outlook and perspective on the world <laughs> that's amazing and every time you interview someone you say you grow like another year older, right? Yeah. So talk to me about some of your favorite interviews and what you learned from them. Yeah, so, you know, I, I'm 19 right now, but I feel like I'm, you know, like 30 or something <laughs> like that. But long story short, I always say this, every person I've interviewed, I feel like I age a year. And it's true. Like I've sat down with someone like Larry King, he's 87. I'm 19 we have a 67 year age gap and the amount of wisdom that i've been around whether that's larry king or robert green or tillman fertita or grant cardone or gary vaynerchuk or jesse itzler or whoever it is jay shetty all these people that have such wisdom to be able to spend an hour with them or an hour and a half or 15 minutes not only asking questions from a personal sense to to you know to overcome something i'm dealing with or to learn something that i'm interested in but just by being around them, especially in person, I've gained so much knowledge about not only business and what success means to them, but I've been able to listen to so many stories. And my biggest takeaway from sitting down with all these different people, and especially Larry King, he's for sure someone that I point to as not only my, the, my favorite interview, but it impacted me the most because he's not only an icon, but someone I look up, look up to as a mentor. But he said... I said, hey, Larry, what makes people great? And he said, great people are driven. And that's a lesson that I'll always take away from that interview. And I believe, you know, every entrepreneur but successful person has their own story. And that's the coolest part of it all. 
That's beautiful. I love it. And what, what do you say as far as like your communication style? Like, let's go into that because communication is the foundation for any connection. So let's talk about the connections and the communication style that you use and that you apply in your life that have catapulted you to where you are. For sure. I mean, you know this, so we communicate a lot. Like communication yes. to me is, Jesse, so he told me this actually last week. He says, you know, everyone can identify their unique gifts. For him, it was networking and being able to build relationships. And I, I related to him a lot when he said that. So I believe communication through me, through practice communication, but just through me as a person, I believe one of my skill sets is building rapport with people, building relationships and maintaining quality communication. And because I love it, but I look at communication, especially in the social media world, right? Like every single day you're communicating, you're communicating with yourself, you're communicating with your friends, or your family, your business partners, or your employees, or your customers, whatever it is, or whatever business you're running. And a lack of communication creates problems in your life, whether that's in a relationship or with a family member or with a business partner. So doubling down on communication has been something that I've been so passionate about because great communication equals great relationships, right? And I, I, I think everyone has their own outlook on what communication means to them. But to me, it's just being vulnerable, being truthful with yourself and being open to having the conversations that may be hard to have from a personal perspective, from a business perspective, from a family perspective, relationships, whatever it is. But um, I place a lot of significance on that word, which is communication. And I know that you've seen that from me over the time that we've known each other. Absolutely. And just like you said, it's about communicating with yourself as well. So it's not just about the communication outward, but it's also inward. And I know you do this all the time. Can you tell me a little bit how you've gotten to know yourself so well and how you think that's created your success and where you are? 100%. And I love the question, by the way. I would say, and I was trying to find my journal that's across the room, though, but I, I try to write things out, right? Like We all have thoughts that go through our head, whether we're taking a shower, we're on a walk, or whatever it is. Like We just think. And every single day, you have so many thoughts going through your mind. I try to take time to just brain dump what I'm thinking about and also to be very aware of what I'm grateful for, what I'm doing that day. And I, I try to write it all down. And I think that creates self-awareness because if you can take your thoughts and turn them into a physical, tangible piece of paper that you're looking at, you start to see your thoughts in like a real form. And if you like them, if you think it aligns with you, you can kind of, you know, play a game of, Hey, like, wow, I didn't know this was on my mind, but long story short, over the years, I've not only journaled so much, but as many questions I ask to other people on my podcast, I try to ask with my, like in, internally, I ask myself those same questions, right? I'll, I'll take out a piece of paper literally every single day. I, I try to ask myself, not only what are you grateful for, but what's on your mind? What are you thinking about? What are you excited about? Because if you start to open up to yourself, you get to know yourself. And, and I, have, I believe just growing up, going to high school, going to middle school, just growing up in general, you're not taught self-awareness and where I come from in Richmond, Virginia, a super small town. I have two older brothers. I was never taught the value of being not only self-aware, but the importance of looking inward because you're always surrounded by media and your family and your friends and whatever, where the last couple of years I've been very inward and independent and it's taught me a lot of valuable lessons. But to your point, how I've been able to gain self-awareness is through writing. And I believe everyone has their own 
form of that, whether that's writing or journaling or listening to a podcast or whatever it is. But yeah, it's, it's something I value. Self-awareness is key. You're also such a spiritual person as well. I want to dive into the spirituality aspect of yourself because, and I don't mean spiritual for everyone that's listening, like woo-woo manifestation. I'm going to manifest. You got me more spiritual. Jacqueline has, she's got me hit to a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) Biocybernaut, all these doctors. uh, It's, yeah, you've taught me a lot about spirituality, but continue. Likewise, because you practice it every day, whether that's just sitting there and meditating with yourself. And I'm curious because I don't do this enough and I learned this from you. Talk to me about how, like, your ways in the spiritual world, how you get yourself back to center. Because I think a lot of the times people can move throughout their day, kind of what Dr. Hart said when you go into shifting different gears, right? When you're, you're going from slow to fast and slow to fast. And you're not allowing yourself to really get back to center and just operate, you know, a little more, a little more like a cruiser Mercedes, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a year is or something. Yeah, like a year is. <laughs> so, I mean, so you're asking me, how do I get more centered? How do I remain centered with myself? Mm-hmm. I would say, I mean, I think everyone first, everyone gets off center in some way, shape or form through business challenges or personal problems or through things that come up that you weren't expecting. Just everyone has things that you have to focus on that bring you off center. And I believe every single day, back to my point, like I try to do things that make me just feel good in the moment in in certain situations. Like for example, every night I try to watch the sunset for 15 minutes and that in and of itself will bring me to center. Like, and I don't even have, you know, I can explain it, but finding what makes you feel good that brings you to a state of gratitude and happiness and joy and fulfillment, whether that's walking your dog or going on a run or going on a hike or watching a sunset from my balcony like I do. Those things, no matter if, there's, if, I have, if I'm stressed that day or if I have so much to do or I'm, you know, I'm getting behind on something, having a 10, 15 minute window to do things that make me feel good will bring me to center faster than anything I've experienced. And even me saying that it's a realization that I'm coming to in this moment. And I think that's something that I'd recommend anyone to do no matter what is find something that makes you feel good. That makes you bring and be aware of, of the things and the actions that bring you to center. For me, it's watching a sunset or journaling, but that's, that's how I tend to do that. I'd say. That's beautiful. And I want to talk about too, you know, while we're talking about when you're on center and all the practices that you're doing, can you also share a little bit about the projects that you're currently working on and talk to me about just what you're looking forward to, to pursuing and creating as well, because you are so young, but you are, you've done so much in your 19 years. (laughs) So I just want to hear from you. Tell me about what you're working on and where you see yourself. Yeah, I mean, I would say there's a lot of things, but I would say right now, over the last four years, I've been putting a lot of time and effort into building a brand, and I always do that in terms of building me for long-term opportunities. But right now, there's two main things. Right now, it's A, I'm a part of a company in which you know, Modi Chat, which is something I've just been a part of for the last year and a half, something that I'm not so active in it, but it's a company where it's a peer-to-peer app. You can do consulting and you can get paid per minute and send on-screen invoices. And it's a super cool platform that I utilize that is A, fun and cool, but it's something that is getting more traction, especially during this time of coronavirus and COVID-19 and everything happening there. But 
outside of that, I've been working with TikTok, as you know, the last eight, nine months, really heavily helping a lot of high level CEOs and entrepreneurs and brands position themselves, create content and lay out a social strategy on that platform specifically. So that's been fun. And then something that we can't dive in too much, but you know exactly what I'm talking about is this new software that I'm building out that is going to be very cool and unique to the podcasting industry that I'm super excited about where I'm really dumping a lot of my time right now, but we'll have to do a follow-up interview when that drops. And yeah, that, that's, I would say that's where I spend my time. And obviously, as you know, crushing interviews. I've done like 40 interviews almost in the last 35 days during quarantine, doing like two or three a day, just knocking them out. And that's so fulfilling. My long-term strategy is to, to be a part of a network of a podcast network or to, you know, do some sort of mainstream distribution deal because I love interviewing people. And I definitely see myself being a, a Joe Rogan in the next 25, 30 years in my own way. That's beautiful. Yeah. You're, you're on a roll. You're going to get the, uh, the world record. What is it for the most continuous podcast? uh, Yeah. Podcast hosted by an individual. We'll see. We'll see. Just just throwing it out there. And I want to touch on two for people who are listening and they are not the biggest communicator. I mean, you are an expert in communication. Okay. We're just going to throw that stamp right there. You are an expert in communication. And what are some of the best practices people can do to improve their communication? Like, let's really go into that because I think there's so many people who they might be too nervous to speak up or they don't even know how to communicate with themselves. And because of that, they can't communicate with anyone else. Like, how do they improve? Yeah, no, a great question. And um, number one, you're a phenomenal communicator as well. And just by us spending time together, I've, I've learned a lot from you in that realm of communication with myself and with others. but. I define communication and I recommend this because for example, my, my older brother, Cam, I wouldn't say he's the best communicator, but he's always improving and working on it. And I believe if you want to learn how to communicate and you want to become a better communicator, you need to practice, meaning put yourself in uncomfortable situations. Like I used to be a terrible speaker. I used to be very anxious and nervous to get on stage to talk to people, to shake hands, to network hundred percent. Like looking back, I, I was never introverted. I'd say like I always been a natural extrovert but it was not comfortable for me to do an Instagram story or to walk into a room and introduce myself to 20 people, to speak on stage, to do an interview. But through repetition, you become great in your own way. And I believe looking back, the amount of podcasts that I've done, the amount of events that I've hosted, the amount of people that I've spoken to, the amount of hands that I've shook has compounded to great communication. And I think for anyone, if you're looking at yourself and you're asking yourself, hey, okay, how can I become better? Start having deeper conversations with your family and your friends and the people in your life. Because for example, there's a game that Jacqueline and I play. It's called We're Not Really Strangers. And there's three levels. And it's about breaking down relationships and getting deeper with another individual. And this is a game that I I love talking about because it sparks depth in your communication and in your relationships. And I believe once you're aware of there's, there's so much to expand on and there's so much to grow within the relationships you already have, that's when you can start putting an emphasis on communication because if you don't, you're just unaware of what you, what you could be communicating when it comes to your partners or your relationships or whatever it is. But long story short, three simple tactics to grow your communication skills is number one, make it a priority, right? If you're someone that stays in the house all day and especially during quarantine, but 
you're someone that doesn't talk to people, you're not reaching out to people, you're not going to become a better communicator if you're not communicating. So do the opposite. Start reaching out with a purpose, whether that's starting a podcast or just calling up people, relatives in your phone book and saying hello. That's number one. Number two is what are you communicating? For me, right, when I'm doing a podcast, I'm asking questions, I'm telling a story. When I'm speaking on stage, I'm delivering value on a subject or a topic. That's what I'm communicating. So number two is like identify how do you want to communicate? What are you communicating about? Because if you don't know that, it's going to be hard to become better. And number three is be consistent, right? If you go to an event and if you start a podcast or if you're trying to grow this skill set, you need to go all in because communication is a lifelong thing. It's it's relevant in sales. It's relevant in a relationship. And if you have a business partner, even with yourself, like your internal communication, but those would be my three tactics that I recommend. And, but it's different for everyone because we all have our own stories and our own focuses, but yeah, that's my three pieces of advice. Yeah. You, you do a great job at communicating. And also might I add, you do a great job at storytelling through lessons and, and everything else. And I think that's so important that a lot of people you know, it's about captivating yourself and whoever you're sharing, sharing with as well. It's about being more interested and interesting sometimes too. Right. And so I want to, what? I was going to say something real quick, just as a tactic, a quick story. um, I sent Sal Frisella um, a video message on Thanksgiving last year. And I, I send a lot of audio and video messages. That's what I recommend when it comes to digital communication, very impactful. And he, I remember him sending me back a video message. He's like, man, the fact that you took the time to send me a video messages makes you stand out in such a different way than the last hundred people that have messaged me today saying happy Thanksgiving. So figuring out ways to stand out in your communication is very key. And I recommend sending audio messages, FaceTiming and sending video messages to people that you're looking to build a relationship with, because that has been something that I put a lot of emphasis on and it's definitely paid off. That's beautiful. That's very beautiful. <laughs> I, I love that. And I love, I love getting the voice messages and the, and the video text from you. I think it's a beautiful thing. It's very personal yeah. and it's, it's fun. You really get to see someone's personality too. 100%. A lot of FaceTime. A lot of FaceTime. That's right. (laughs) So I want to touch on too, because, you know, you just shared your best tactics or your favorite tactics on communication. And I think that's, you know, that's really helped you get to where you are now. And, you know, you're involved in in these big companies now. And how do you, as a, like, how do you overcome, I guess, you're, you're young, but you're also playing such a big role in, in so many like huge established people's lives. Like how do you position yourself? How are you there? You know? Yeah. Referring to like building relationships and uh, being value, valuable on the other end. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's, it's unique per situation. Like for example, I think the the way I've been able to build my brand and relationships with people, like for example, I had an event with a drama that you were at and that relationship started by having my podcast that the podcast started by having a platform and an audience on Instagram. So when I'm reaching out to people, people see that as a vehicle to speak to an audience. So you always have to look for the value. And I think the most important part of all of this is, okay, who can you bring value to for drama? It's helping coordinate an event for Jesse. It's Lurds telling his story on my podcast for Larry King. It's telling his story on my podcast and speaking to the younger to a younger demographic. So for me, 
like for example, I know a lot of great people. I'm not, I'm not necessarily in business with all of them at all, but I know that through those relationships long-term, there will be deals and opportunities that will open up that I'll be able to make a connection or bridge the gap in some way, shape or form. And, you know, Dave talks about this all the time, like using your relationships to your benefit and connecting people. There's so much business opportunities in that. So I'm, I'm building my Rolodex and it's very important to me because A, I'm young, but B, there's a unique, I have a unique um, value add because A, I'm young and these successful people want to help younger entrepreneurs that are building their brands and starting their shows or whatever. But the last six to eight months, I've really propelled, I believe, just by getting quality guests, which has really allowed me to get more guests, especially in the world of podcasting. Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely see that. That's beautiful. <laughs> And you've been to a lot of them recently. That's right. That's right. They're amazing. I get the, I get the real deal experience. I love it. And I want to touch on too your daily practices that you're doing every day. Let's talk about how Casey Adams optimizes his day. How do you optimize your opportunity zone? Let's talk about that. Well, I love the question and I love the opportunity zone. I would say there's multiple things. Number one, in the morning, I try to go right to my journal to write down what I'm grateful for. I try to read something right off the bat. And of course, say hello and good morning to Jack and Burnett. But other than those three things, honestly, one of the most important things that I think keeps me centered and aligned and allows me to optimize is, like you even told me like recently, being a student of your calendar. And I've always had an emphasis on scheduling, but up until recently, I've gotten really diligent on scheduling every part of my day and every task that I'm doing. And that allows me to really stay on top of things. And I think that's, that's very important. But B, I'm a very fluid person where I'm adaptable. Like everything I do, I spend a lot of time on my phone and spend a lot of time reaching out, organizing, communicating through my phone. Yes, I do a lot of work on my laptop, but I believe I can maximize my time through a through just being efficient and quick. And I think taking an hour and being able to maximize that is way more beneficial than trying to ex extend something for three hours to see, you know, to make it perfect. I'm someone that I, I don't want to, I don't want to be perfect. I just want to do and execute and be of value and be of service and just always be 1% better every single day. So back to the point of how I optimize I always look for quick, effective ways to do things, and I don't overcomplicate what I'm doing. Number two is I ask questions to like, to um, successful people in my life that have maybe experienced something, whether that's raising capital or building a team or um, getting people on your show. I try to look for shortcuts in a in a healthy way because I have access to great people. And number three is, and I know you can you've heard me say this before, is just I am truly in love with the process of not only myself, but what I'm building in just my life where I'm not attached to a short-term outcome at all, but very optimistic and excited about the future in which um, I just live my day in gratitude for the journey. And that's why I think that's a huge, those three things put together with delayed gratification, extreme emphasis on taking action today. That's allowed me to optimize through my perspective on the world, but also just having a, a love for the game and for the journey. I absolutely love what you just said. You, you live for the, you, you, what is it? You love the gratitude for the journey? I yeah, I live, yeah, I, I, live in gratitude. I love that. I live in gratitude through the journey. That's so beautiful. I think that's going to have to be the, uh, <laughs> 
the title of this episode. <laughs> That's so beautiful. That's amazing. So how do you stay inspired, Casey? How, how are you every day staying inspired, motivated? Because as you just mentioned, you are efficient. Okay. And how are you, like, how are you doing that so quick? Like, what is that? I would say there's too many things. Number one, talking to Jacqueline Burnett, you know, she inspires me. Number two is you know, just talking to quality people. Like today I interviewed the, the founder of Cameo and he started Cameo four years ago. He recently raised $50 million in a series B round and they have over a hundred employees as well as I interviewed someone today that hiked across Mongolia and Madagascar and through the Yanks river in Asia, that's 4,000 miles. And by having these conversations and, it is the ultimate form of inspiration because I'm talking to these people, asking them questions about their journey. And these are extraordinary people that have experienced life in such a incredible way where by having a simple conversation, like I'll walk out of that and you, you've seen this, I'll call you like amps. Like, Oh my God, I just had the craziest conversation with the most incredible person ever. And it's literally like that every single time because there's so many great people in the world and through social media and through people building their own personal brand, you're able to connect with so many, not only inspirations, but people that are dedicated to their craft. And when I see someone that's fully invested into what they're doing, that inspires me so much beyond belief. And that's what I would say would be my, my top two things is just having those conversations and then checking in with JB, of course. Hey, what's up? <laughs> yes, you, you definitely inspire me and empower me beyond belief. So I'm super grateful for you. And I want, I want to wrap this up here with one last little question. Casey Adams. Jack and Burnett. How do you define happiness? I love the question. Here's what I think. I define happiness as a as something that changes and is different for everyone. And to me, I define happiness at this point in my life as being grateful for the present moment, being optimistic about the future, and having love for the people in your life. Because happiness to me is simple. It's if you wake up, are you happy and filled with joy and excited about life and are you positive because there's so many people that live live a life with a negative mindset they think the world's out to get them they let the media dictate their actions and i think that's the ultimate form of unhappiness is lack of control of your life so for me i look at the world in such a beautiful way where i know i can control every part of my life and it's up to me to create the life that i want and i not only believe in that i live by that and through that I'm not only extremely happy, but just to summarize it, happiness is being grateful for the journey, trusting the process, and being around great people. Because if you're not around great people that aren't happy and they're not motivating you, it's going to be hard to be happy, right? But you can only self-motivate so much. So yeah, that's what I would say is just having great people in your life, being in love with the process, and being grateful on a daily basis. Just beautiful. Absolutely. Just radiating. Thank you, Casey. I appreciate it. Where can everyone find you? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. It's just at Casey Adams one. And then my podcast rise of the young on iTunes, Spotify, and all the other platforms that host podcasts. And then definitely check me out on TikTok. TikTok is popping. It's a great platform to, you know, 
spend some time on. So yeah, check me out. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you, Casey. I appreciate you for joining me today. You guys go check Casey out. You will feel empowered you, and inspired just by listening to him. All right. Enjoy everyone. Thanks for joining me on another episode from Happiness Habitat. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and share with a friend so they too can learn from the lessons on today's show. I look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.